Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome back to another bite-sized episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. First, before we even dive into this episode, I just want to express my gratitude for all of the amazing feedback I've gotten since launching this podcast. I mean, the reviews, I'm reading every single one of them, and they mean more to me than I think I can ever express to you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to write a review and to rate this podcast, because that's how I'm able to reach more people just like you who are looking to improve their health and look and feel their absolute best. I wanted to just give a couple call outs to some listeners who have left me some reviews because again, each and every one of these means so much to me. Haley BCT wrote that this is her new favorite podcast, such a great podcast, so fun to listen to and jam packed with so much good, easy to digest insight, whether you've been tracking and in fitness for years or just getting started. Love it. Sam Smarty Pants, which love the name that you have there, wrote, feeling motivated. I've been searching for information and motivation to help me stop yo-yo dieting, heal my relationship with food, and get me healthier than ever. Danny's podcast is just what I was looking for. She breaks down everything in an easily relatable way and shares her own health journey in the process. I'm so glad I found this podcast and I can't wait for more episodes. It's reviews like these that literally fill my cup up. This is exactly why I do what I do, because I love seeing how this information that I'm sharing can empower and motivate and bring about healthy change in a very sustainable way into your lifestyle. So if you feel empowered to, if you feel like you're learning anything from this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review Again, I'm reading every single one of these, and I'd love to connect with you even deeper. So thank you guys for your support, and let's dive into this week's episode. If you've been following along on my journey on Instagram, which I very much share on my Instagram stories for anybody who doesn't follow along and would love to, I would love to have you there. But for anyone following along, you may have noticed that I have stopped tracking macros. And you may be thinking, well, what? You're a macro coach. Why would you ever do that? So in today's episode, I'm sharing why I stopped macro tracking 
And then I'm going to give you eight tips to transition to mindful eating after tracking. But you don't have to be a macro tracker to benefit from this episode. If you're looking for some non-tracking tools to help you on your own health journey when it comes to nutrition, this episode is for you too. So let's dive right in. There are three main reasons why I stopped tracking. First is that I'm at maintenance, which if you aren't familiar with that terminology, what maintenance is, is essentially I'm eating roughly the same amount of calories that I'm expending per day. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to necessarily gain any weight. I'm just trying to maintain the status quo where my body currently is. And I have no direct goals. Sure, I'm still focusing on building strength when at the gym, but I'm not trying to make any significant changes to my body right now. I feel really happy with where I'm at. I feel good internally. And so because of that, I am transitioning to more mindful eating. Another reason is because I had been tracking for five months very diligently through a deficit followed by a reverse diet. And after a while of tracking, I think most of us can agree, we just get a little burnt out and that's okay. That's completely normal. It doesn't mean that you are weak or that you're failing at tracking macros. Actually, I think the complete opposite. I think what we're learning through macro tracking is really setting a foundation and building tools in your toolkit, as I like to say, for you to not have to track and to take the lessons that you've learned through macro tracking, like building balanced plates and prioritizing protein and what protein sources work for you and what macro breakdowns are in each food to help you build balanced plates. Having that understanding can allow you to not track most of the time because you're still able to build out meals and days that work for you. And I'm also in a very different season of life right now. I am, again, very happy with where I'm at. I'm not trying to change anything. I also have different priorities. And again, because I know and have those foundational tools that I can keep building upon to continue to maintain my results for the long haul, I don't need to be tracking. And because my priorities are shifting, because I'm very focused right now on helping my clients in my business and talking about starting a family and, you know, all of these other priorities that are taking place of trying to be a specific body goal, if that makes sense. That's another reason why I'm fine with just mindful eating right now. And I will never be the coach that recommends somebody macro track all year long. Absolutely not. I think, yes, there's a time and a place for macros. Absolutely. Will I go back to using macros? Absolutely. When I have a specific goal in mind, whether that's to build muscle more quickly or to maybe down the road enter a calorie deficit to reduce body fat. But I will always, always, always go back to macros as a tool because I have seen firsthand how impactful it can be when it comes to getting serious about specific goals that you have with the efficiency 
but also the sustainability where it's not requiring you to eliminate any foods or to, you know, label certain foods as good or bad. It helps you kind of hone in on how to eat for your body for your goals. So yes, I will always, always go back to macro tracking, but again, as a tool, not an end all be all. So now that I'm hanging out at maintenance and eating mindfully, I have a very specific approach that works for me, but the approach that works for me might not work for everybody. So I'm going to take you through eight tips I have for transitioning to mindful eating with tip number one being exactly how you can transition to intuitive eating. And there are two main ways that I am going to share with you. The first way very clearly is just going cold turkey. They just stop tracking altogether. Maybe they have that good understanding of how to build their meals appropriately and you know what their body needs that they feel very comfortable just going complete cold turkey. They don't need to, you know, slowly transition out of tracking macros. And for some, that works great. But for a large majority of others who do feel like they've seen such great results through macros and they don't necessarily want to lose those results because they're not quite feeling 100% confident yet in eyeballing portion sizes and understanding what, you know, six ounces of chicken breast looks like, then this is what I recommend. I recommend slowly transitioning off. And there are a couple different ways that you can do that. The first way is that you can slowly start to incorporate some non-tracking days. So if you're tracking seven days a week right now, drop it down to six days a week or five days a week and give yourself some non-tracking days that will allow you to test your knowledge a little bit and see how you are making choices and what those serving sizes look like and essentially go cold turkey on just a couple days. But because you're still focusing on tracking a majority of the week, you can still hone in a bit more on those days that you're tracking. And if you're taking that approach, something that I also like to do is to guesstimate. So I'm going to use the example of cashews because I love cashews, I guess. <laughs> cashews are a fat. They also have some protein and some carbs in there, but they are a higher fat food. Not a bad thing. Let me just say that. Not a bad thing. But Eating too many cashews, which was my problem years ago, <laughs> would really put me out of my fat range. And so what I would do on these non-tracking days is I would take an ounce serving size as an example. I would guesstimate what an ounce was and I would just take that out and put it in a little bowl. And then maybe on the side, I would then track and put that handful or that ounce that I guesstimated on the food scale just to see how close I was and kind of practice that way in terms of understanding portion sizes for specific foods that you eat regularly. So that's one example. Another option though is that you can slowly start to only track protein. If you're worried that you are not feeling 100% confident or even, you know, 80% confident 
on portion sizes for your protein, but you still want to prioritize your protein, you understand the importance of protein, you can simply just track your protein and then let your carbs and fat just kind of fall where they may and kind of look at an overarching calorie goal or just listen to your biofeedback and your hunger cues and your fullness to dictate how you're building your meals. So those are two options. Again, the first option is that you can introduce some non-tracking days. The second option is that you only track protein and you don't track your carbs and your fat. You can take a mix of this approach. You can you know, add in some non-tracking days while only tracking your protein. But these are two ways that you can slowly start to transition out of macro tracking into more mindful eating. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. Now, the next tip I have is to build your meals around your protein source. So if you're tracking or if you're not tracking, if you're tracking, you probably already do this or you understand the importance of protein, or maybe you're like, wow, this is a lot of protein I have to hit. And you've started to make that a focus in your meals. If you're new to tracking or you've never tracked before and you're just looking for some mindful tips, focus on making your protein the main focus of your plate. So even if you are eating pasta, which I probably have bonza pasta at least once a week in this house, but I'm thinking about it from a protein first perspective. What protein am I going to have with that pasta? Also that pasta, total side note, also not sponsored. I just love bonza pasta. It's chickpea pasta and it's higher in protein because of the chickpeas. So two for one there, adding in some protein, but I focus on, okay, I'm making pasta. What is the protein that is going to be the main focal point of that pasta? Maybe it's chicken sausage. Maybe it's ground turkey. Maybe it's ground beef. Maybe it's chicken breast, shrimp, whatever the protein is. I'm thinking about it as protein first. So building your meals around that protein source, having your protein be the focal point of the meal, or if it's not the focal point of the meal, making sure that you're adding protein to your meal always. Now, why? Number one, it aids in satiety. So protein is going to help you feel fuller longer. 
And it also helps to obviously maintain and build muscle, which over time can increase your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And what that means is over the course of time, as we're building muscle, we will actually be burning more calories at rest. And that's because muscle takes a bit of energy to upkeep. And that energy is in the form of calories. So your body's actually going to be burning more calories at rest, the more muscle that you have. So prioritizing protein for that reason is very important, but then it also helps to regulate your hormones and hormone levels. So protein is a very important piece of your meals that really shouldn't be skimped on. It should be focused on. All right. Tip number three is build balanced meals to help regulate blood sugar levels. What is a balanced meal? Well, a balanced meal is essentially all three macronutrients are present. So you have your protein, your carbs, and your fat all present in your meal. Ideally, you'd also want to toss in some fiber in there, some greens of some sort, some veggies. Fiber is a carbohydrate. So still all encompassing, you want a protein, a carb, and a fat in and on your plate to not only help with a well-rounded macro plate to help you achieve your macros without tracking, but the real purpose of this is to help regulate blood sugar levels. And why is this important? Well, blood sugar regulation is extremely important for many reasons, and I'm going to have a whole other podcast episode just on that topic. But Two reasons in particular are that it reduces that afternoon slump. So if you are hitting that wall at 2 p.m., chances are it's because of blood sugar spikes earlier in the day. And also it'll curb your cravings. So if you have that sweet tooth or that salty tooth, your blood sugar levels may be a little dysregulated. So building balanced plates can really help to regulate your blood sugar levels, have you feeling steady energy throughout the day, which is really important. Tip number four is to enjoy your meals. Don't rush through them. Slow down and actually pay attention and enjoy them. This is scientifically proven to actually increase your satisfaction with your meals. It can also contribute to your hunger and your fullness cues because you are paying attention to the flavors and the textures, and you aren't sitting at your desk rushing through your meal trying to just get through it. When oftentimes when we do that, when we rush through meals, we're eating them so quickly that at the end, we might still feel like we're hungry. Our body just hasn't caught up yet. So when we're rushing through meals, that can actually lead us to eat more over time because we aren't being an active participant in the eating process. So becoming more present when eating may sound like a very simple, simple tip, but it has made such a huge impact on me personally. And then when I work with other women who have very busy lifestyles and they feel very rushed to eat their meals, when we focus on adding in a little bit of time to just sit down and enjoy the meal, it makes mindful eating so much easier because they're actually able to pay attention to how their body feels from eating that meal. This also leads me into tip number five, which is minimize distractions. 
I know it could be very easy to eat dinner while you are watching TV or eat your lunch at your computer while you're doing work. And I am all for multitasking. I am guilty of being an expert multitasker, but distractions can also lead to overeating in the long run. So carving out five, 10 minutes to eat your lunch and actually pay attention to the foods that you're eating and enjoy that time that you have with your food can also make a big difference when you're transitioning to mindful eating because you're able to really connect more with, again, how your body is responding to the foods that you're eating and your hunger and fullness cues, which lead me into our next tip, which is pay attention to your hunger and fullness cues. Now, for some of us, that might be really hard to do because we don't understand what those cues are. So going back to the last two tips, don't rush through your meals and minimize distractions. Those two tips alone can help you understand your hunger cues and fullness cues. So check in with yourself before you're eating and assess your level of hunger. If you get to the point where you are absolutely starving, this can also lead to overeating. So always make sure that you, if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, bring a snack along with you or add more substance to your meals so that you feel satisfied and you feel full throughout the day. And then during your meals, occasionally just take a pause, engage your fullness. Like I mentioned earlier, when we are just rushing through our meals or we are distracted while eating, there is a link from our brain to our digestive system that can actually be dysregulated when we are trying to multitask because we aren't, again, in tune with our hunger and fullness cues because there's just so much externally going on. And so if we can apply those tips and start to really understand and see over time, okay, you know, I think I can continue to eat, but I'm not actually hungry. That is a fullness cue that we want to tap into and get comfortable with and friendly with. So we are able to understand when we are mindful eating where our limits are. And so understanding hunger cues and fullness cues can be extremely helpful in mindful eating. Tip number seven is to practice portion control. Now I know portion control can seem quite overwhelming, but going back to what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, one thing that really helps me was to guesstimate portion sizes. So that cashew example where I guesstimated an ounce of cashews and then I kind of tracked it against the scale. That's one way that you can start to test practicing portion sizes and portion control. But another tip that I really like to recommend is to build out your plate. Now you've probably heard this before, but building out your plate in this sense means that you're adding your food, aka your protein, your carbs, and your fat to a plate So you're actually able to see the size of each amount versus if you're at a party and you're eating off of a tray or out of a bag, you can quickly lose sight of the amount of that food that you're eating. So always make sure to build out your plate to help with eyeballing those portion sizes. 
And the eighth and final tip I have is just to practice non-judgment. Be easy on yourself and know that this is going to be a trial and error period as you transition to mindful eating. There's no right or wrong way of doing this. And remember, there's always the tool of macros to fall back on whenever you need to gut check and make sure that you are still falling into the realm of your portion sizes. So focusing on the 80-20 rule can really help with this. 80% of your foods coming from whole food sources, where 20% of your foods are coming from those fun foods that are maybe more processed, but you're allowing that balance in your life and you're going easy on yourself. Now, to wrap this all up, will I go back to macros? Absolutely, I will. When I have a specific goal in mind that I'm working towards, I will go back to use the tool of macros to help me more efficiently get to that goal. But this is my take on macros. Macros are simply a tool. It's not an end-all be-all, like I mentioned. And through this tool, you can learn how to eat for you and your body and your goals so you don't have to track all year long. There's also no right or wrong way to transition to mindful eating practices. Do what feels best for you. If you're looking to transition smoothly out of tracking, you can slowly incorporate non-tracking days or just track your protein, and eventually you'll feel very confident in your mindful eating habits. So to summarize the eight tips to transition to mindful eating, number one, we talked about the different ways in which you can transition to mindful eating, whether that's through going cold turkey, or through slowly transitioning out by adding in some non-tracking days or only tracking your protein. Second is building your meals around a protein source. Number three is to build balanced meals to help regulate your blood sugar levels. Number four is slow down and enjoy your meals. Number five is minimize distractions when eating. Number six is pay attention to your hunger cues and fullness, which you'll learn through non-distracted eating and slowing down. Seven is practice portion control. And eighth is practice non-judgment. And because I love you and I want to support you in every aspect of your health journey, tracking or not, I've created a free mindful eating guide for you. I will link it down in the show notes, so go ahead and head on down there to grab that guide. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. I would love nothing more than to hear what changes resonated with you most and ways in which you're going to implement maybe some of these tips into your own life to practice some mindful eating. So head on over to Mind and My Macros on Instagram and send me a DM. Until next time, my friend, keep minding your wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mindinmymacros to keep the convo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. 
And if you have any friends you know that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.